Hello, this is Bob. And this is Jordan. And this is Shop Talks. Yeah, we're just hanging out here at Boise, Idaho at the tattoo shop, just shooting the shit. Yep. Today probably will be a true shoot the shit day because I don't know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I was about. like, Bob, what are we talking about? He's like, I don't know. I was like, ah, I don't know either. So <laughs> that means you'll probably get like a whole bunch of Jordan rambling. We'll get Mike in here and have Mike tell us a sweet, sweet story. <laughs> I'm sure he's got some silly ass stories. Yeah, Portland, probably does. Probably put some hair in your chest, bro. Yeah. I did want to talk again about uh, maybe a little bit of customer service again. Um, had some weird experiences the last couple weeks, couple month or so. Tell me about it. Well, I've had, you know, when, when you call to a customer service site, if you're calling and telling the customer service agents that they don't know how to do their job, you're probably not going to get great service. Yeah, probably. You're not. probably actually gonna. I mean, you'll get you get service that you deserve. Um, it's hard not to take some things personally. Sure. So, uh, and not to say that there's not people out there giving you bad information and don't know how to do their job, but don't assume because you say something and you understand what you're saying that the customer service agent understands what what you're you're saying so i I mean i've really been working on okay i'm realizing that it's getting harder it's a good truth for any conversation well yeah it is like this is is the thing that people do all and i find myself doing it i'm sure you you do it we all tend to do it where we go and we talk we're talking to somebody about whatever subject matter and we fail to take you know a bit of time to acquaint ourselves with their perspective and how we need to speak communicate accordingly well, so that right. they can understand our right. position we call it cognitive empathy where i'm at yeah. and it's actually yeah. it's, imp- it's yeah. important it's it's cognitive empathy is understanding their perspective yeah. and taking that into account yeah. in the conversation yes and and allowing them their cog their their perception and their and then hopefully that they're open to conversation to say if you're trying to help them with the customer service issue or trying to show them that something's incorrect you can say to them that's not correct i'll give you an example Somebody said this week and made a statement about um, presidency and war and how the president stays in office while there's a war. And I said to that person, no, the Constitution doesn't allow that anymore because if that were true, then George W. Bush would still be president. I'm sorry, clarify. I don't know exactly what He said, he, they were talking about Trump being elected, re-elected. 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 Okay. And, he says, well, if the, and he says, well, if there's a war, he won't leave office. That's what this person said. Oh yeah, if there's an active state of war, it, and that used, but that's not even the thing. Like, that's, that's not, not the, the case now. Yeah, not the case like, anymore at all. There's not an active state of war. Congress hasn't declared war. We declared on war on Afghanistan. We're still fighting a war in Afghanistan. Yeah, but that's it. But yeah. we're but we're fighting shadow wars in like at least eight other nations. Yeah, but that's the point though. Is we are still technically at war in Afghanistan. It's not even technical. We are at war in Afghanistan. So it's just not an active like. Like a Vietnam was, or you know, with no semblance of a plan or any fucking end in sight. I I I don't know. I you know I wish I knew more about that. Um, it'd be easier. I don't need to know anything more about it. <laughs> We've been there for almost twenty fucking years. Yeah. Like if nineteen you, years next year. Listen, motherfucker. Like that's plenty long enough. Like if you can't get it done in two to three years, get the fuck out. Like I'm not an advocate for war in general like right. i don't think that we needed to go there in the first place we could go all into all of this but like this is a fucking joke all right america uses war as 
and what we call it is like liberating a people or freeing a people from an evil dictator, right? And we've gone around and tried to do that or keeping, you know, keeping the world safe from communism or making the world safe for democracy and all these different terms where we like to pretend like we're the good guy. But the reality of what we're doing is it's just thinly veiled imperialist fucking empire building. We go over to a country, we say, oh my gosh, it's going so bad over here for you. Why don't, we'll just take care of this guy for you. And then we fuck it up way worse, fuck their infrastructure up way worse. And then grub up all the natural resources and or instate in a leader who's gonna allow us and other, you know, and or us being the right. US or US companies to take to take well, a distinct I, advantage of their natural resources at a very cheap price. Let, let me. It's not like historically debatable. That's the let way. Me, that it's let me let me say this: we're a, we're a constitutional republic. Yeah. Okay, we're not a democracy. When you know, well, you we used these, to be a constitutional republic. We're not a constitutional republic anymore. Well, we like to pretend that we are. Technically, but we like, are. no, technically we're not. We should be. Yes. And according to the Constitution, we should, should be, be a you know um, a constitutional republic. But the, what's happened with our government over the last 100, 150 years has been a slow and steady march towards what you might call corporatism, where the federal government is so powerful and is so deeply controlled by large monopolistic corporate interests that the people no longer have a good say in their own government. And that's evidenced by some very very basic things like the fact that um, there's a less I think the approval rate for the current war in Afghanistan is less than 20 percent like there's not there's not a vote that could be taken or uh, you know there's not there's not even a nobody thinks that we not nobody but very few people statistically think that we should be a, at war in Afghanistan, yet we still are, because it's extremely financially beneficial for these large companies that have made hundreds of billions of dollars. Well, I answer now we're called Boeing, an industrial Raytheon, um, you know, and um, Eisenhower on his way out of office, a staunch conservative Republican like Eisenhower, when he left office gave a massive speech warning about the dangers of the military-industrial complex right. because he knew that there were elements in his own party and the other, the, from the other side of the aisle that were more interested in the financial benefits of perpetual war than they were dissuaded by any of the moral downsides. And we've seen that ever since. What, yeah. what Eisenhower warned us about has come true. We've been at war in one form or another for since World War II. Well, average. so let's see, let's see. So Vietnam ended in 74. Mm -hmm. So no war. We did Grenada. Well, no, we were, we were in a Cold War. Well, the Cold War, yeah. But, I mean, that was more... That really ended up, actually, if you really think about it, was an, ended up being an economic war, and that's how we won. We crushed that empire... It didn't end up being By an economic, economic war, but... Excuse me, at the cost also, of... also... 
just created a massive amount of nuclear proliferation. Yeah, so I, agree. I don't think that you can say it's just an economic war. It was well, not I'm, I'm, a hot war, it was a cold war. Yeah, but so, there were large amounts of money that were spent on uh, weapons and weapons systems and defense systems yeah. and military hardware. Now that's not now what we have going with China right now, I would say, is is a economic you know, an war. economic war. Well, we, we had a cold war. It was very different because the money being spent is the key element right. but in the key difference between the two. So, yes, it but was an me, economic war, but, but we were spending sh billions of dollars but, on, on hardware. But there wasn't any bullets flying downrange. No, down no, no. Range. There weren't bullets That's what I'm flying. talking about. No. So I'm talking about bullets flying downrange. Okay. So we had Grenada, which was a one-day operation. We had Panama, which was technically a three-day operation, which wasn't an act of war. It was just a... You know, getting what's his face? I don't remember his name now. Noriega mm -hmm. out. Um, I was actually in Germany when that happened, and all the guys were freaked out. We was in, I was in actually a Pershing missile unit, thirty-eight. Uh, I'm sorry, fifty-six field artillery command, mm -hmm. um, and all the guys were freaked out, and we were on alert. And it's like, can we just go back to work? Because this is nothing. Yeah. You know, they're playing Van Halen out and Metallica outside the freaking Vatican's embassy because. That's where Noriega was held up. Mm. Anyway, so then we had then we had Kuwait, mm -hmm. and after Kuwait, what do we do? We started drawing down. Mm -hmm. So my, my, here's my parallel to this, though. Okay, when Carter took office, we were draw we drew down because we Vietnam had ended. Mm -hmm. the The proliferation of nuclear weapons increased, but the morale of the army of the armed forces actually went down because. The monies didn't go to support the soldiers running the whole the backbone well, no. of what was that to, was. It went right. to pay for fucking right. missile silos. And that's my concern today is that while I may support President Trump in some instances and not every, well, I, maybe that's not honest, but anyway, because really I'm just trying to avoid it anyway. But um, okay. my concern is that's what's happening in the military today is he's talking about strongest military ever. Well, yeah. If you're fucking talking, if you're talking hom tomahawk missiles, hey, we're great. But when my when I have, uh, you know, if you know somebody in the military who is at the unit level, and they're saying to you, yeah, um, I'm supposed to have a vehicle with a trailer assigned to my section, and the first sergeant, the commander, took it because they wanted it. Mm -hmm. And guess what that vehicle and that trailer does? It feeds soldiers. So, and I might be misunderstanding what the person, my son, told me about it. I'm not trying, I don't want to get him in trouble, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. um, he talked about how they're still scraping for, for material and for equipment, yeah. you know? So, well, and that's, my con that's one of my concerns. This is the thing, like, we're, we're playing a game where we are trying to posture and hold military positions all over the globe. Yeah. to um, maintain our status as a dominant world power. But the, the, if you want to play Empire like that, I disagree with it. I do too. But more importantly, even I would say not more importantly, but let's, let's just take an aside and say even if you don't disagree with this um, go around policing the world, empire building, approach to to a foreign policy even if you're right up the alley with that and you're 
brainwashed into thinking that there's a terrorist around every corner and we just have to fucking bomb everyone to shit just to keep ourselves safe. Even if you think that, hear me out on this. There's... There's a distinct disadvantage to the way that we are continuing to empire build. And the progression of empire building historically throughout time has, has changed and grown and shifted. And yeah. the US is, is currently kind of falling behind in our ability to do this and oh, to yeah. do it well. We are. we are getting our asses kicked by China. Um, but, because you know what China does? They don't, they don't go and invade some shitty foreign country and fucking, and then s set up some false government under the guise that we're gonna bring them democracy and then yeah. just extract all their natural resources. We've done that in tons of countries the world over. That's our MO, that's why we're so wealthy. What they do is they go to a country after we've fucked them up and they go, hey, we see that your country's absolutely fucking destroyed. What we would like to do for you is we would like to offer you a loan. And then China loans this country a large amount of money to rebuild their infrastructure so that you can have nice parks and nice roads and nice stuff, right? And all we want is our money paid back at this percentage. And obviously, like, when you do that for another country now, you're real buddy-buddy. They're going to help you out. Right? Yeah. So China's going around not bombing anyone, not killing any civilians except a lot of their own. and making friends with countries and building an empire in a much more forward-thinking and long-term sustainable way right. than we currently well, are. Well, you realize the Soviet Union is doing, or the, I call it Soviet Union, Putin and Russia is doing the same That's thing. That's because he's in, not a fucking idiot. Right, he's doing the same thing in South America. Yeah. He's actually building bases in South America and getting people to support him in South America the same way. Because yeah. we've not done this correctly. We've not maintained, we have not maintained more flies with honey right. than you do with vinegar. We've not maintained good relations with no. other countries based on... Not maintained. We fuck them up from the start. Yeah. How the fuck... And I try to pose it this way. How would you feel if China <laughs> said... Trump's fucking it up for you guys. And he is, he's an asshole, right? He's terrible, whatever. We're gonna, we're gonna come and invade your country to free you from this horrible leader. Do you think anyone's gonna be down for that? Even if we think he is a big piece of shit, we know he's killed US civilians with drone strikes. We know that like he's done numerous like impeachable offenses. like. And no one's gonna be down for that. Nobody's gonna want that to happen. And nobody in any other country wants the US to fucking invade and blow all of their infrastructure, what remains of it, to shit. Yeah. And I will say this again and again, and every time we talk about our foreign policy and we talk about um, you know, the US military, I'm gonna talk about this particular topic because I think it's absolutely so atrocious. And that's that. Drone warfare, which is the direction that we're currently moving in, unmanned aerial vehicle attacks, our drone program has a less than 10% success rate. Less than 
That means the drones that go out and drop bombs, when they kill people, they kill over 90% non-combatant civilians. Over 90%. That is fucking atrocious. No, that, that's, yeah, that's true, that is atrocious. And there's been videos leaked of us killing like civilians and then going around for a second pass on the first responders, civilian medical units and bombing them too. And this is the psychological part of it that I don't think most people are thinking about. You have kids manning these controls for these drones who grew up playing fucking World of Warcraft and fucking um, you know all of these different video games where you kill tons of people hours on end carpet bomb a city or whatever you know in some of the uh, I don't know the name of those games because I didn't fucking play any of them but I've seen my brothers play them and my friends play them and like you're taking somebody whose prefrontal cortex might not even be fucking developed yet, who's 19, 20, 21, 22, who's spent years with the same kind of controls killing fake people on their TV. And now you're giving them a multi-million dollar but, but remote-controlled fucking bomber. But Jordan, video games still cause violence? <laughs> I don't agree with that. I'm just giving you shit. It's... It's so wrong and so ignorant. And when I tell people that, they're every single person that I tell that statistic to, they're fucking blown away and they don't believe me. And I just say, go look it up. It's public, it's public information. Go look it up. Yeah. That's horrible. That's atrocious. It's it terrible. It Less than one in 10? For every quote-unquote enemy combatant or terrorist that we kill, we kill at least nine civilians. We've bombed hospitals, wedding parties, schools. What the fuck are we doing? Like, that's, that's where we're going. Yeah. And it's no surprise to me that that type of attitude towards foreign policy from a massively powerful nation like the U.S., and we are a massively powerful nation, we influence the globe. It's absolutely no surprise that that builds a massive amount of resentment and radicalizes a large number of people in those countries. Yeah. It's impossible that it doesn't. Yeah. Like, and so, of course, there's terrorists, and there's going to be more and more terrorists and more and more radicalized people the yeah. more that we go around bombing civilians well, I'm, with unmanned aircraft. I'm trying aircraft. to figure this thing out with the Kurds. You know what I'm saying? So the Kurds helped us fight ISIS. And they they really didn't help us. They were fighting ISIS because they didn't want to get killed because ISIS wouldn't wipe them out. Yeah. Okay. So we have Tur Tur the Tur Turkey on one side, the Turks. Mm -hmm. You had the Kurds in the middle, and you had ISIS on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the only thing that kept Turkey from doing that was they're part of NATO, and they didn't want to lose that. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and that's exactly what Trump did as soon as they started attacking them, was he said, okay, no steel, no iron, no nothing. 
we cut off. Yeah. We turn off the valve. Leave the church alone. Yeah. Now they have this ceasefire. I don't. I don't. And I haven't. And I've stayed out of it because I didn't want to get caught up in that because I just I've got enough shit in my brain already. Right. So. Um, but that's. But they they have fought. And, but he made points. They fought over this for years. We shouldn't have American soldiers in there in this. And but at the same time though, the, Turkey needs to be held accountable if they're not going to act right. Yeah. And Syria needs to be held accountable if they're not going to act right. Held but Assad. It. But Assad is Assad really a bad guy? And I'm gonna that's gonna piss a lot of people off for me to say that because I people are like, well, Tulsi Gabbard talked to Assad. Well, she's a fucking congresswoman. Of she, course she should talk to Assad. Every, somebody should. Somebody should talk to fucking Assad to find out what the fuck's going on. Dude, this is a country, a Muslim country, that has fucking Christmas tree well, fairs. Most, I think most people, mo- your average he red, just, white, and blue American citizen does not understand foreign policy in that they think that like uh, somebody like Assad or Kim Jong-un or we think of them as inherently but, evil or bad, right? And so I, the people who are inherently evil, evil or bad, we shouldn't talk but, to them. But then, we shouldn't associate with them. And, but, but then none of the problems get solved. Kim Jong-un is not even in the same park no. as fucking Assad. No, he's this not. is a guy who allows, in a, in a majority Muslim country, allows f- religious freedom. Mm-hmm. They, the Christians are unmolested. More or less. More or less. I mean, yeah, there's still that little... You know, that historic animosity that can happen, mm-hmm. surely, you know. But the government isn't saying bad things about them and trying to kill them. No. So, and so there's two countries realistically in the Middle East that allow freedom of religion. One being Israel and the other being Syria. But we don't talk about that. You see what I'm saying? And, I, and maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I understand it. But, you know, then you have that whole thing of... Jimmy Dore played this all played used to play this all the time and he still plays it every once in a while. They said CNN sent some lady over after the last chemical bombing. Mm-hmm. I'm putting my finger in the chemical attack. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they hand her this backpack. And she takes that backpack and she goes, Oh, that's sarin gas. Sticks the thing in her fucking face, man. Says, Oh, there's sarin gas on this. How do you know? Well, she'd be fucking dead, bro. Yeah. A pin cap of that fucking shit kills you. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's supposed to be it's yeah it's dumb. so and but everybody fucking that's a fish hook bro yeah it's a complete fish hook well, it all and it always has been right and we, we use that as an excuse right we use it as an excuse to invade iraq weapons of mass destruction there's no weapons of mass destruction there well see now i have mixed emotions about that because what happened after the first the gulf war in 90 and 91 we had what was called gulf war syndrome that happened and I could be wrong, but I always thought that was based on chemical attacks that the government said never happened. Okay. We so were he, testing fucking all kinds of different chemicals on our own soldiers. Well, I know, but Gulf. not. But but that's just it, though. I don't. I don't. I, you you. Uh, I was in the army then. I was in station in Germany then. Mm-hmm. I lost friend. I've lost. I absolutely. I know. I lost one friend there. Some one guy I knew, and I considered him a friend. I mean, we were you know, not like buddy buddy, but um, he was a good kid. And uh, um, so, and I and I knew people who officers who served in, with the infantry there too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I think that that was some of that was related to because he did those Scud missiles, those Patriot missiles, would jump up there and hit those missiles. Mm-hmm. But that didn't that it's firebomb gonna, didn't yeah. kill that chemical it's coming not gonna out. Stop of that the chemical from exactly. fucking raining down fucking in right. the lower atmosphere. Fucking right. Yeah. So. And especially with the, wes- the desert winds out there, you could drop that bomb 
you know, a hundred, uh, you know, fifty miles from your campsite, that wind's still going to blow that across. The I'm not saying desert. Saddam Hussein's not an asshole, all right? Right. But like, if he was an asshole, he was an asshole in the fucking first time we invaded Iraq, right? Yeah. He was Should a fucking. He was a. We like to just play this game where we go around and we go. I don't really want to get involved, involved, but we do want to take advantage of this country and their natural resources. How can we use money to arm a particular group of rebels so that we can have them fight and die for us and then take advantage of the country after they win the war? And we can then install a government that's friendly towards our uh, financial and political interests. It's not fucking checkers. Well, but, but, here's, but here's my point about Saddam Hussein, okay? Is that he did have, and, and what's really funny is we don't we stop talking about it because who helped him get those chemicals? Yeah, exactly. It Where was the fuck did it they was come German, from? Germany and France are the ones who put those fucking plants in for him, okay? For all that money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, so all that all those chemicals had to go somewhere. They went to Assad. Mm-hmm. Assad did have those does have those chemical weapons. What he's done with them, who knows? I don't believe he's gassed his own people. He doesn't have any reason to gas his own people. If I gas one group, am I, am I going to be able to return to that area and live there for a while? Or am I going to have to wait for that 100 years for that to go away? Or am I going to have to burn the whole area to be able to live there again? You see what I'm saying? Oh, so, um, I think that, that, that um, when you're talking about gas like that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know specifically. I would have to look it up. But I believe, based on what I've seen and read about other types of chemical weapons, not sarin gas specifically, that it's relatively quickly dissipating. Yeah. So like you can gas, you could fucking you know gas uh, or fucking use chemical weapons against a, a section, a town or a section of the countryside or whatever, and then you know six months a year later, okay, have people okay. there again. All right. I, but don't, I, I, don't I, I fucking hold sure. me to that. I, 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 I wasn't certain, sure. I wasn't sure. With, but I don't but that, see. I don't see that happening. But it's but, not like a nuclear fucking right, bomb where right. it's like, oh, this thing is a shithole for fifty years. Now. But I would like us to go back to the idea of being a republic. And oh, if we're going to do so this, okay, if we're going to do this, if we have to go into some place, then we need to take the idea of a republic with us. You see what I'm saying? If we're gonna if we're gonna help a country become independent of an, on its own, we're not going to install democracy. Two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. Yeah. We're going to give you that idea. We want you to create your own constitution. We want you to have. We want you to build a republic. Yeah, but we don't do. Th- I know we I'm haven't saying. done that we forever. We don't do that. I know we don't. We don't. That, and that's not our purpose. I know that's Vietnam. Look at Vietnam. Right. If that was, if Excuse our me. goal was to do what we said our goal was to do, I would agree with you. That would be a good yeah. place to start. But what? America says what the military says our goals are in invading these countries never aligns with what we do never lines up we destroy their infrastructure take advantage of their natural resources and when it's too fucked up to handle we peace out that's generally what we've done yeah and if we can like we've done a lot in South America we try to install a government that is friendly towards our financial interests so that we can take advantage of their, you know, um, their uh, the natural resources long term, you know. And that's been fairly, that's been very successful in South America. Well, yeah, because we, we go down there to, to Costa Rica and 
set them up, and then everybody can go fucking retire down there. <laughs> I mean, not even that, dude. I'm talking about like all of the different like quote unquote oil exploration product projects that are going on in South America and the Amazon yeah. right now. Like our government heavily subsidizes oil companies, and they're go they're down in you know South America as we speak, fucking kicking native people off their land, burning them out of their homes. They were fucking chopping people's hands off and fucking murdering them as as recently as fucking the mid 2000s. Well, well, with our money, with your tax dollars. You mean the, those local governments were? No, no. Representatives of U.S. oil companies were. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. I didn't. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard that before. Burn the rainforest down, and all the people who live in it, fuck them. We'll kill them or chop their hands off, kick them out. What's the good of chopping their hands off? What? It's just the same type of thing that they the it's psychological a fear and warfare terror thing like what they did it what uh, multiple tribes have done back and forth in Africa, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, we did similar stuff, um, you know, a hundred years ago when we were installing or not us. I don't remember what country it was. Maybe Belgium. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything incorrect. I think it was some European country along with U.S. interests who is. Um, once again, back in the Amazon, taking advantage of people, but they were just straight murdering people and forcing slave labor to get rubber out of the Amazon, rubber trees. They had huge rubber yeah. plantations. Huh. But I well, mean, this is, it's not, my point is not, I don't, I don't want to continue to harp on this, but like, if you, if you look at the, the history of, of our military actions, in third world countries, they have strategically been to take advantage of natural resources. And that's why we're such a wealthy nation. One of the reasons is because we have a lot of land and natural resources ourselves. Yeah. The other reason is because of our foreign policy. Yeah, I can I just don't think that even if you are into empire building, you should do it in the most intelligent, long-term way possible. If you'd like to not end up like every other empire on the planet that fucking collapsed under its own burgeoning weight, lack of military might, influx of, of, uh, of immigrants, and a number of other problems that are created by building a large empire, yeah. then you need to be operating in the most forward-thinking way possible. The best way to do that is what China and in some part Russia has been doing, where they're offering financial incentive in the form of loans for nations that have been fucking crippled by our military actions to rebuild. Well, sometimes they're not even loans. There's sometimes it's military equipment to build their own army. Yeah, or whatever, whatever so, it is. Yeah. But it's much, you get, you can take much more advantage of somebody by giving them a gift with a strong hand. Yeah. than you can by slapping them. Right. Do you well, know what I mean? Yeah. Because China's not giving these people financial incentive and then just being like, oh, you didn't pay us, no big deal. Oh, you got all that oil that we want, no big deal. No, China's giving them a gift, but you had better bet that it comes with strings. But that's a whole lot better game plan, long term, than fucking bombing the shit out of a country and just taking what you want. Yeah, that's And that's pretending true. that that's not what you're doing. Yeah. Like, 
because everybody sees right through that and that's in general why most countries around the world are not particularly fond of the US at the moment it's because everyone can see what we're doing yeah there are a few countries that really like us the Philippines is one they love us in the Philippines yeah they do that's because they they just remember that we saved them from the Japanese in World War II and you know what we kind of did and I don't that was a byproduct, though. You know why? Because we wanted the fucking Philippine Islands because they were super fucking strategic in the Pacific theater oh, hell yeah. for the for the war. Uh, you know, the well, war I mean, Morrison Knutson, and, and so we we weren't going to let that go. But we all, and so we had to liberate the Filipinos from the Japanese be, because of the strategic advantage. It right. had nothing to do with the Filipinos. Well, Mor Morrison Knutson was there building infrastructure for them. Oh yeah, that, a Boise, an Idaho company from Boise, Idaho. There were people in the Bataan Death March who were just freaking engineers or con construction workers that were got caught up in the invasion. Yep. And there's guys that live here in Boise. They, I think some have passed away since then, but yeah. there are guys here who live in Boise right now who were part of the Bataan Death March yep. who weren't soldiers. Nope. Wild so, shit, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when I heard, heard that, I was like, fuck, man, that's crazy. You know? They go, you go to the Philippines though, and I mean, granted, I haven't been, I, last time I was there was... Well, the last president really isn't too happy with us. In fact, he said something bad about President Obama's mom. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm just Here's laughing the, because it's just, you know, it's, it's the, a shame. The important thing to note in this whole conversation that we're having is I don't, I don't want anybody to think for a second that I'm some kind of like weirdo like crazy left-leaning no war liberal democrat right yeah because like you, know, you you know me well enough to i think know that that might, might not be where i where I'm, my head's at i would equally criticize president obama for his horrible use of the drone program oh, yeah. and his atrocious foreign policy and obviously having fucking hillary clinton Libya. Oh, That's one word. All you gotta God. do is just say Libya. Anyway, this is a completely bipartisan thing that I'm trying to talk about. This is a massive issue, whether you're Democrat, Republican, right. or Independent. Your country is taking your money and using it to fuck the shit out of people in third world countries and making you look like an asshole. That's what it boils down to at the end of the day. We go around being a big bully. Yeah. And nobody yeah. likes a big bully. And eventually, there's a bigger bully. And currently, China's squaring up to be the bigger bully, but they're not that bullyish. And the people that they're taking advantage of, I don't even realize that they've been, don't, I don't think that they've I think, realized that they've been fully I think, taken advantage I think, of yet. I think Trump coming in and saying that the Chinese and other countries have been financially taking advantage of for all this time was the correct thing for us to sure. hear. Even though nobody wanted to hear think, that shit. I don't think that, I don't think that his policy backs up a lot of his rhetoric. And that's the problem that I have with Trump. If he was doing more of the things that he said that he was going to do in regards to economics and dealing with countries. And um, now I can't fault him for everything. Like he, but this is the problem with like the mindset of a lot of people. When Trump, who's, you don't know if he's left-leaning. He just plays whatever party needs to play to get the job done. He used to be a Democrat. Now he's a Republican. Whatever. Anyway, he decided that he 
wasn't going to do the typical military training exercises that we do right next to the North Korean border because we were essentially saying, meh, we'll fuck you up. And he's like, well, it's, you know, what I don't remember exactly what he said, but something along the lines of it, it seems fairly rude or inflammatory to be doing this right along their border. Tons, tons of fucking people on both sides of the aisle were upset by that. Yes, absolutely. Why? Yes. Why? You perp- you want us to look like assholes? That's literally all okay, that is. Let's let's take a look at something from a different. Well, it's probably the same along the same line, angle. So you'll see the picture of the globe spinning and all the lights, and then they'll stop where Korea is and they'll show South Korea. It's all lit up. And North Korea, there's this like this little light light on in the middle, which is Pyongyang, mm-hmm. this the capital of the city, right? And that's the palace that he lives in, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, how can this third world country be so scary? We could take them out in 30 seconds. They don't even have electricity. They don't even have infrastructure. Hey, you know, as an American sitting in America, looking at that, that is beyond, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, we could take them out in 30 seconds. That's the point. No, what's the problem? No, but the problem is this, is that Seoul is close to them. Oh, yeah. So how many millions of people are going to be killed by the North Koreans when he starts lobbing shit over? Oh, yeah. And it, and we had the full, the small contingent of soldiers we, we have we there, too. But we should. Oh, we should. We Absolutely. should, because why are we so free to say to a country who really wants to just reunite with each other, and they want to be fucking left alone. The only reason that... Because let's be realistic here. We could squash North and South Korea like a goddamn bug well, in an afternoon. We should have, we should have okay. in the 50s, and we didn't. But we didn't, okay? Right. And now they're, gonna, now they're doing their thing. But the only reason that he wants nuclear weapons is purely... It's not, he gets it's, the table. It brings him to the fucking table. It makes him, at least in some small part something that we don't want to fuck with and i think that he's very worried and he should be based on like wouldn't you be worried if you were the leader of a very small fairly poor country and they're one of the biggest countries in the world would consistently do military exercises (laughs) right along your border why would you not be nervous do you know what i mean like how well, has that? How is that not the biggest guy on the playground? Let, let's just fucking kicking dirt in, the, let, in let's, somebody's let's, face. Let's put that aside. Really, what he wanted nuclear weapons for was because then he, he could say to them, he's actually can be taken seriously. Yeah. Take me seriously because I'm a nuclear power too. Yeah. It's it's not even Freudian, bro. It's just fucking politics. Him saying, yeah. I have the capability. Look, my people are smart. We stole this shit from you because you people are fucking stupid. Uh-huh. You know, we have good spies and you have bad security. You know, that's what the Chinese did. Yep. You know, they stole all that shit from us, and they just kind of handed it off to the, the North Koreans. Actually, didn't steal anything. They got it from they got it from China. Yeah. Because that's you know I've always used to China say. China stole it. Well, what I used to always say is, it, when somebody they start talking about North Korea in the news, I'd be like, well, what the fuck is China doing right now? What what should be looking at China? Are they are they well, are they doing a mass arrest of people? We don't, we don't want to look at China because oh, one of all the countries on the planet you might not have any widgets to buy. Yeah, one, yeah, we get all of our goddamn shit from China. Every like 
something like 80% of the, like the physical items in the U.S. or yeah. something silly like that. You yeah. know? Like, um, the, this is, I'm sorry, this is a very like phenomenally like frustrating subject to me because I no, hear I, quite a bit about it and I think that our foreign policy is absolutely abysmal. In some areas, I agree. I agree. Um, the... Although you have to give you have to give credit some Trump Trump some credit because he is shaking the house a little differently in some instances in some areas, and we're getting told wrong information in some instances I believe, because there's in that that war machine narrative, oh, like yeah. when he abandoned the Turks on the Democrats were like whoa 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 wait a minute wait a minute, when Bush Senior did that you guys were you were like that yeah, was the exactly. right thing yeah that was the right thing to do we don't need to be involved in their little freaking freaky war uh-huh. you see what I'm saying. But now... There's so much money in so many pockets absolutely, now. Absolutely. It's not the same as it was in the 80s or the 90s. No, so. Like, we have gone off the deep end with corporate money in politics. Yeah. If you're going to ever have representatives that represent anything other than multi-billion dollar corporate interests, you absolutely have to get money out of politics and implement like a flat level publicly funded race and all political I think but I believe all political elections should be fucking ca- flat capped and publicly funded and then that way you don't have to fuck with it it's purely now it's purely based on ideas and policy it's well, yeah. not a war of money well, I, mean, when you I don't want to see one candidate warring against another well yeah. I got 13 million dollars for my campaign well I got 56 well fuck it I know who's going to win and it doesn't matter what they think or what their policies right. are because well, I mean, they look have at Biden. money look at Biden he was at C-SPAN was recording him at something he was talking he turned away from the fucking crowd Mm-hmm. And was talking oh, like he Biden's, was talking to the crowd. Biden's, Biden's done, man. He's such a fucking. But he's in, he's in the lead again. How? I don't fucking it's know. Be, it's got to be bullshit because you've got to look. You gotta, if you look at Bernie's fundraising numbers compared to Biden's, I think it's like three to one. Yeah. He's got like over thirty million dollars. I think Biden's got like. 12 or 13 or something. No, Biden's got more money than that, trust yeah, me. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm talking about, like, if you're looking at those fundraising dollars and going, what do these polls say? Because the money doesn't right. say, the money should say what the polls say. Yeah. Right? If he's ahead in the polls, he should be ahead in the money. Yeah. And he's not by a long shot. So I don't buy that shit for a fucking second. Yeah. Well, the, they're, they're definitely not talking to their base anymore. Um, the, the identity politics and all this and the, the disparaging of each other is just not dude it's conducive off. to good good politics no it's terrible so and this is the thing like this is where so many like Democrats f- Republicans and everybody else should be able well, to agree. and why the fuck is Hillary Clinton still getting a fucking platform to fucking talk I have no idea goodness gracious you would have think after she after you caught her laughing about fucking killing people and how after we basically we saw like we came we killed everybody and he died yeah we we uh and you saw the clinton foundation getting like half a million dollars a pop for the speeches in these fucking like very questionable scenarios yeah sure okay it's not technically quid pro quo but like in no way shape or form did anybody talk 
at any type of dinner and provide half a million dollars worth of verbal value. Fuck off. Yes. Well, I mean, let's look at let's look at what she did to Tulsi Gabbard. Okay. So let's go back further. And I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on this um, because I try and watch both sides. Mm-hmm. So they might say things I don't like, but they say things that I want to understand. Is so. Is she still running? Is she still No, in she the just ran her fucking mouth. She, she just released a book her with her daughter. Yeah. So anyway, and they're doing the late night talk shows and so anyway, um, like they were on with James Corden, they were on with what's his face on CBS that I know of. And they're both major anti Trump things. But anyway, so Tulsi Gabbard was part of the DNC in sixteen. Yeah. Okay, with Wasserman Schultz, okay, and all those. She left the DNC. As a, and she stayed stayed the party, but she left the DNC and announced her support of Bernie Sanders because she saw what they were doing to Bernie and back. Well, so she backed out. They absolutely fucked him in 2016, and it was a total. And I mean, the Democrat, you know, if the ha- you're a that's Democrat, a, that was a hatch act. Dude, you, that was a hatch act violation. Dude, that was a fucking hatch job, is what it was. They, that guy got fucking robbed. Yeah, but what? Look what he did after after he got robbed. He fell. He, well, he sort of fell in line. Somebody was saying that he didn't. Uh, he was supposed to. Ca- he agreed to campaign. He didn't really campaign. And I, what I said to that was, Bernie campaigned. Fucking, uh, well, Bernie campaigned as hard as Hillary did after after August. After she got the nomination, yeah. where did that bitch go? She fucking disappeared. She ghosted everybody. Oh, I've got this in the bag. I'm going to beat Trump. I'm listening to my Spotify. I'm not paying for Spotify at the time. Yeah. They'd play three songs. It would play three songs, and then an ad would come on about about Trump and how he was a sexual abuser. And then, then they play three songs, and then the the ad would come back on and Trump, Trump was a sexual Trump's abuser. Trump's a d-bag, all right. But like, let's get one thing straight. If we're gonna compare sexual abusers in office, <laughs> why don't we talk a little bit about her husband, who's been accused? But that was so by long ago. Multiple women of rape and molestation. All right. Trump, I think, maybe has had a few, like a small handful of unsubstantiated accusers, and the only thing that anybody's ever proved is that he was taught when he was talking about the whole grab him by the pussy thing. It was a comment specifically made about like groupie types at political events, and that they would like throw themselves at you, and you could just grab them by the pussy without asking, so to speak, yeah. because they were. Well, it was, and it was ten years. It was oh yeah. six that yeah. I was done, and so. First and foremost, this is a guy who's like, yeah, he's a total D-bag, but like compared to her own husband who was in office and we weren't ever able to get out who like raped and molested multiple women. What the fuck are you talking well, and, about? And talk about believing women, you know, the whole believing women thing, and except when it comes to Bill Clinton. Yeah, well, yeah, except when it comes to my husband. Right, exactly. Oh, I'm sure she believes so, them. That's the thing. It's like, I'm sure she believes them, and she doesn't give a fuck. Right. Because it's not, I don't think that they're like in, they're not in love, bro. They're in power. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that, that's what that's about. Right. It's not about, like, they don't fucking, they don't fucking, she didn't give a shit. He was her ticket to the big time. Oh no, I'm good. I don't. I'm thanks so much. And that's you know that's why that happened that way. It's not. Yeah. They don't. She don't give a fuck. I'm sure she knows those women were telling the truth and doesn't care. That's possible. Yeah. I don't think that it. I don't. I just. 
come on. Well, but but the whole thing with Tulsi though is that it goes back to, it goes back to her original leaving the D, you know leaving the DNC over how the the treatment of Bernie. Yeah. Her endorsing Bernie as a sitting congresswoman. Uh huh. Okay. And then her coming and run for president now. And Camilla Harris actually was the one, and that's what I heard tonight, was listening to tonight. Oh, dude, when Hillary, he smoked her at the debate. Oh, yeah, that was so But Hillary good. gave her all of her tools. She gave her campaign information. She gave her the lady that sure. built Hillary's campaign thing. Okay? Or so, Camilla? No, Camilla. So she, she had the, what an evil she had, she had the fucking whole Clinton machine behind her. So when Tulsi took her out, well, of course Hillary Clinton's going to come out and call her a Russian asset. She's trying to attack her character yeah, when Tulsi actually stated facts about Camilla Harris. She's an active major in the military. She's actually part of the, how many foreign, how many committees is she a part of that she has to have a top secret clearance yeah, dude, for? She's, it's such a, it's, it's so, it's so ridiculous. Yes, it, it's, well. It's just some of the worst kind of. In all fairness, in all fairness to Hillary, the thing that should give it away that was stupid is she overshot her she shot her wad or overshot her wad when she said well she's being groomed to be a third party candidate unless jill stein doesn't want to step down so if she would have stopped without saying that about jill stein she would have made possibly made a more a believable statement but when she sandbagged jill stein for no fucking reason yeah. except for personal that's exactly what you see that's a personal thing because oh, yeah. she blames jill stein's her loss against trump in the electoral college which is fucking legitimate i know you don't agree with me but it is legitimate no, I just but, have a different... I don't agree that it's illegitimate. I think that it's well, legally legitimate. I just think that it's a bad plan. Well, it, but that's just it, though. It makes your and I's vote count here in Idaho. So if you vote for Trump no, and I, uh, 3 million people, he beats. He gets lost by 3 million in California, uh -huh. it, it makes sure that everybody's vote actually counts in that, in that republic sense. That. I don't want a popular vote president. That's not what I'm advocating. And I don't have a problem with the electoral college but I have a problem with the specific way that it's they, used. That it's used. Yeah. And the way that it's used is that they use well, it to railroad candidates in primaries, like what happened with Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Because the, the, um, when you're caucusing in a primary for a particular candidate, and you go and caucus as a citizen, and you put your vote in, well, the people on the electoral college are not bound to adhere I know. to the votes from well, the caucus. You have to realize, and that's the problem. You have to remember, that when the Constitution was written, your word was your bond. You had yeah, integrity. Exactly. You had you they, had people that had integrity. They took so they just assumed they that took if integrity we're have for, people, for granted. Yeah, and it's bullshit though. That's my problem with the Electoral College. I like the idea that yeah. we we're gonna all have a right. say, so to speak. Well, Prager it's not University. A vote. But the problem that I have is specifically what I said that the votes when caucusing in the primary are the uh, the people. Um, the the uh, people, the constituents sitting on the electoral college, are not bound to the cast caucus a vote, result. Yeah. Yeah. They're not bound to cast a vote well, according to the caucus results. The rumor and was that's the problem. The rumor was that when Clinton won the first time, is that Idaho's uh, a representative who was actually Republican, who because we're a red state, and who was it? Was it Dole that he ran against the first time? Right. We dole won Idaho, but the the uh, the representative for Idaho actually cast his vote for Clinton. 
That's the rumor. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, you could but look. That's, I, mean, I know. You could look it up. Yeah. But um, but that's a that's a massive hole. Yeah. Like, okay, how is that beneficial to not have them? Well, I mean, integrity is everything. That's really what it boils down to. So it's we need to. Uh, yeah, so I, know, what's, I know. So what are we doing? Hopefully, we hoping. That's my only problem with the electoral college. <laughs> that's so, fair. So that's fair. I, not that okay. I don't hate the whole thing. I just no, think that I appreciate the that. way that it's applied. It doesn't make sense. Right. I pissed somebody off the other day at work because we, that kid talked about how the president can say in office there's a war. I'm like, well, the Constitution doesn't allow that. You get two terms as a president, war and that's not. it. War or not, you yeah. get you're, you can be voted out in, in your second in your after in your first term, or you can serve your second term and then you're a lame duck for four years and you don't get anything done anyway. So, oh, dude, it, <laughs> I always thought that it would be badass to get elected to a second term because. You don't have to give a fuck. Well, yeah. Like, you're not coming back. I'd be like, I'm doing it however the fuck I want. Well, the problem like, is that here, the, the American people do it right, actually, because when we think about it, Reagan got voted office. The Democrats controlled the Senate. We took the Senate back on the second, that's in the second year of his, of his first term, okay? Right? Then when we, but halfway through the, Basically, what happened is the House, you put a Republican in the House or in the, in the White House, and the Senate and the Congress generally changes sides mm -hmm. to a degree, right? So you lose so many seats. Of. Right. Sometimes. So the weeble. So it's, so recently, it's a more of a weeble wobble type shit, yeah, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. boat's not really rocking to the one party that the president really needs, right? Bush had the same thing happen. Uh, Bush H, Sr., H.W. had the problem with. He got sandbagged by a Democrat Congress and Senate when he, you know, the second ter the second year of his term, first term. And then he did a fucking awful job of same running thing, for president. Same thing happened with Obama somewhat. Exactly. Thing. This is pretty typical. Well, Clinton, Clinton had the same thing happen to him. The contract for America with the Southern Republicans actually coming into power, mm -hmm. right? So, and Gingrich and the Southern Re Republicans actually taking office in the, in the House and the Senate. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, that's so what, that's, there's always been that balance back and forth. I mean, look what happened with Trump. We, we lost the House. The Republicans lost the House. They kept the Senate. So this election, this, this year, we lost Kentucky as a governor. We lost, Republicans lost Virginia completely. They're completely blue now. So they have some Republicans in the House, in their, their Senate, but the local bit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not a big so, fan of the two-party system. Yeah. I, I, I will harken back to Jefferson. What he I know. Well, would Bish, system. I George Washington like, say the same damn yeah, thing? Yeah, it's 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 bullshit. And on top of that, like when you well, it doesn't lead to diversity of thought. Try, like no, it well, it doesn't lead to diversity of thought, and that's the that's important part. Like I want to see more diversity of thought. Right. And there are not two sides to every issue. Usually, like I've said before, there are thousands of sides. It's a to every, an issue. That's a possibility, yeah. And there's lots of different possible solutions. I don't want the same two like what? You just have and right now what we have with because of all these corporate interests is what I think is essentially two sides to the same coin trying to trick you into believing that there's some sort of difference. There's not any real appreciable difference in what's happening in our country. That's there true. hasn't there's been no real appreciable difference in what has happened President, you know, with a Democratic or Republican president, Democratic or Republican Senate, Democratic or Republican House, 
it all seems to be going in the same general direction. Yeah. They all have the same campaign donors, whether they're Republican or Democrat. They all get money from the military industrial complex. They all get money from big oil. They all, you know, like they all get money from the, the prison complex. Like they're fucking you. And by you, I mean the American citizen. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. The whole Republican Democrat thing is purely for show. This is a joke. Yeah. If it wasn't, I would see some massive difference between the two parties and the type of the type of stuff that they're allowing to go on. And it's not there's not not really any real difference. They both want to fucking bomb the shit out of third world countries. Yeah. They both want to give subsidies, large subsidies to oil companies. They both that don't need them. They both and that fucking they, you know, they both want to continue to allow large corporations like Monsanto to abuse agriculture in the U.S. and the world over. When we're already growing like, more food than we need. There's no, <laughs> there's no large distinction. Yeah. The distinctions that are being made between Democrat and Republican are they're red herring bullshit. It's just shit to distract you from the important stuff that's actually happening. It's people arguing about stupid shit like abortion. Like, that's what you're going to argue about? Whether that's what not, I appreciate about the last election, the last like, two presidential cycles. It really didn't come up. No, I know it didn't. Which <laughs> it I was so refreshing. Really nice. <laughs> it, it was a bunch of... Yeah, it was, it was cool that it didn't come up. But, like, the, um, the stuff that does come up, though, still is, like, I mean, women's health in insurance... Or um, uh, um, just benign, lame dick social issues, which don't get me wrong, all of those things that I'm calling like lame dick bullshit, red herring shit arguments that are just meant to distract you, they're all important discussions to have. Those I. I don't want you to think that I, because I'm saying it that way. I just mean comparatively to the issues that we currently have to solve. I believe the issues that we currently have to solve in this country, in this government, are issues that are totally bipartisan. They're the issues of money in the government. They're the issues of our uh, abysmal foreign policy. They're the issues of the military-industrial complex, the prison-industrial complex, the, uh, you know, uh, abusive and fucking like horribly damaging um, food mar um, market that we've kind of built right. up and subsidized in this country that just makes us sick and fucking shitty because they give us shit cheap food. Um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of important stuff to get out in front of before we're even going to be able to have those discussions about um, public education, private education, uh, you know, education subsidies, um, you know, fucking uh, abortion or, or, or um, gun policies or they're all important conversations to have. But you cannot begin to have the conversation or implement any change 
if the elected representatives are not representing the citizens of, the, of this country. Agreed. And that's it. You Absolutely. Can't, you can't implement change and you can't have the conversation if the people who are supposed to be having the conversation and implementing the change aren't there for their citizens. That's true. So I mean, look at I, Mike Simpson out there from, he's, have a hard time voting for that motherfucker because... Because he's an asshole? He's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's evolved into what Washington has, he's a creature of his environment now. Exactly. And that illustrates another point. It's not, we, there are lots of people who think, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in politics and, and, and I'm not going to be that way. That's, I'm gonna, you can't say no, that. No, no, no. You're getting into <laughs> a fucking corrupt system. And if you stay in it, it will corrupt you as well. Right. That's why I liked, that's why I liked Raul Labrador coming to run for governor. I wanted him to run for governor because I respected him as a congressman. I thought he did a good job. I mean, this is a motherfucker who wrote a fantastic bill. Got bipartisan support. Some fucking motherfucker, either I don't remember who it was, backdoored him and put something into the bill. What did he do? He fucking voted against his own bill because he didn't want the fucking backdoor thing to go into effect. Yeah, that's fucking integrity. It is. I may not agree with him on a lot of the finer points, but I at least appreciate somebody who has some yeah. modicum of integrity. Exactly. And and that's that's where I stand with Bernie Sanders. I, I disagree a lot on the finer points of politics. But some of the coarser points of politics, which we've currently stepped into that fucking boulder zone as opposed to the fucking sand, um, we, we're in agreement on. I, I don't want, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that money is speech. Money is not speech. No. It's not speech if I go and hire a prostitute, right? Like if I take my money and I go, well, it's not money, it's speech and I give it to a hooker, and she fucks me, then it's money, and then it's illegal. If I take my money and I what go buy she, drugs with it. Yeah, but what if she's fucking, if she talks to you while she's fucking you, is that Yeah, exactly, speech? what if we're talking, <laughs> right? No, but this is serious though, like I'm if sorry. you can take money, billion, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, and use that to influence an election, and then call it speech. Can I take, can I take fucking, uh, a couple million dollars and go buy some heroin and we can call that speech? What's the difference? Okay. I see what you're saying. I understand it's what either, you're saying. Money's either, it's either speech or it's not, motherfucker. You don't get to decide that it's speech when it benefits you and then decide that it's not speech and right. that it's illegal when it fucking doesn't, right? right? Or when it comes into conflict with some other law. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, money is speech. That just means that that whoever has the most money makes the rules. Yeah. So you see, here's, here's my really big complaint about the whole medic, medical cost, whole medical concept, you know, single payer versus Medicaid for all mm -hmm. versus insurance companies. Re here's, here's the real rub. They're not talking about what brings the cost of that catast catastrophic uh, event down. And that's prevention. We do so little for prevention well, in this country. That, 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 this, is a bigger, this is a bigger issue that we, we could talk about. We do so many well, illogical things based on, on our social structure and well, our let culture me, let outside me, of politics. Let me say this, because I got this perspective from a nurse while Mary had cancer, okay? He said that in, in Europe, if you're in an auto accident or if you have 
if you do have a heart attack, you're less likely to survive that because they don't triage very well. Okay? In the United States, we're prepared. We triage well for auto accidents, heart attacks, strokes. Yeah. This is a great place to get fucked up. Right, Emergent exactly. medicine in the U.S. Exactly. is pretty fucking exactly. on point. So I, take, I took Mary, who's in extreme pain. She has cancer on her spine, in her, in her right breast, under, under her nipple, on her spine, and in her brain. Nobody knows. Well, the brain's painless, but anyway, she still... It affected how she thought and how she how it worked for her her brain worked. So, but she has her C nine or C eleven caked in cancer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's squeezing squeezing her spine, mm -hmm. so she can't very very move very well. Yeah, I take her to, put to the pressure on the right. I cold. take her to the fucking emergency room mm -hmm. in in May of thirteen. Oh, did you break your back? Your spine looks funny, like it healed itself. Misdiagnosis, misdiagnosis, right? Yeah. So they put her on they put her on um, physical therapy. So October, uh, Halloween of 2013, she ends up in the hospital. 20 ounces of morphine, or 20. I'm sorry, 20 milligrams, 20 milligrams of morphine. Okay, enough to put down a, a, a to sedate a horse. She's still in pain and lucid. Oh yeah. The they the nurse when I got there. She said, well, we're going to take you to see your wife. She's in this room here. You need to know she had 20 milligrams of morphine. Uh, anybody I've ever seen, grown men who are huge, big, tall men who are over six foot tall and weigh 200 pounds, or, you know, put them down. Put them to sleep. It's your wife, and she said, 20, 20, 20 right. milligrams IV morphine, that's quite right. a bit. She said, your wife is lucid and in pain still. Because I, I remember bringing her in more than once in the emergency room saying, can't you please just admit her and check her out? Nope. She's not having a stroke. Her life's not in danger. We can't have her. We can't have her. We can't admit her. They wouldn't admit her because she didn't have life-threatening signs of in, uh, in her pain. And, not, and, they, and she also didn't really talk. If they asked how much pain she was in, she wouldn't use the 1 to 10 scale. She'd be like 15. So, oh, and, so, oh, and they so would they consider just, her a, yeah. a drug seeker. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, well, I finally had that conversation with her. You need to be honest. You need to be honest. You're, you're not going to a seven. restaurant. You're not going to a restaurant. Eight. Hey, how you doing tonight? I'm hungry. You, so you're yeah. not you're not ordering food at a restaurant. You're telling these people your pain, the, yeah. the effectiveness of the pain. They're trying to assess what's going right. on with and, your body. And I you had don't to communicate with them. Accurately. And, I, and yeah. when I told her that, the light went on, and she's like, "Okay, I'll stop." And that's made a difference as well. Sure. So, but then they admitted her and found the cancer. But I mean. So we're in the hospital, and there's one of the nurses coming. The nursing staff is always great. Whenever I speak to a nurse on the phone, I always make a point, and I hope I'm not trying to get emotional here, I always make a point of saying, thank you, because you are the catalyst. Dude, most nurses are the shit. Are the fucking shit. Dude, most nurses so, are the fucking shit. And I if always you're say a thank nurse, you. you're probably the I fucking shit. I generally have a five-minute conversation like, with them over, yeah. thank you for doing yeah. what you do. I know you take good care of people. I know you care Dude, about people. I've... So, so many nurses. I've been right. in and out of the hospital so many times. <laughs> well, awesome. when I visited you that one time, your nursing staff was fucking They're awesome. Not, dude, I've only a handful of nurses out of the literally hundreds of nurses that I've dealt with yeah. have been even less than I've, awesome. I only you know had what I mean? One. Like, very few of them are anything less than fucking awesome. I only had one nurse that I didn't like, and that was the one who was having to give Mary the poultice at the very end. Hmm. And she, I, she wouldn't come. The nurses, other nurses would come in, and every 20 minutes to 45 minutes would come in, and if she needed a poultice, would give her a poultice. Hmm. Well, she was taking off her oxygen. 
she put her back on her oxygen and didn't give her poultices. So the pol morphine, what it does when you're when you're passing away from cancer, your body's shutting down, yeah. and your brain is screaming for oxygen because your brain is the last thing to shut down when it comes to your body parts. Mm -hmm. So your liver, your all your stomach, your heart, and then your brain shuts down finally. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's screaming for oxygen. So when it put her back on the oxygen machine and would not and then give her a little bit of morphine her brain it, it prolonged her life sure so yeah, it keeps you alive they, a little right longer, so yeah. they they had it so i had to tell her hey the the orders are for not to be on oxygen and she's supposed to get a poultice every 20 to 30 minutes and i would have to go out and tell her she needs so that was the only nurse in my in my six month window eight month window of dealing with nurses i didn't like but anyway so but we're i'm in a conversation with this male nurse big dude happy dude my wife loved the hell out of him i liked the hell out of him and he talked about the whole fact of we can triage the hell out of you if you come in you're all banged up you're going to leave the hospital and you're probably going to be almost as good as you were yeah but in for you and he's pointed her for your instance if we don't do enough to make sure you don't have cancer well they just aren't that well great. and but we as citizens uh, fail like, at it too yeah that's the thing is like I, I, first of all, I'm not going to lay that shit at the feet of like medical professionals. First and foremost, it is the responsibility of the oh, yeah. individual to understand what's going on with their own body. Well, that's what he did. He said, we as Americans suck at it because we don't go in. Oh. Europeans do a better job of it because they get free health care. Yeah. So even though they're, most of them are broke now, they're getting that preventive medicine because... Well, I might as well. It, their doctors call and say, "Hey, come in the, come, come. Let's check this out." You know, uh -huh. I mean, if if I don't call my doctor and make my yearly appointment, he's not going to call me in three months if I didn't show up. Yeah, exactly. He'll just send me a hundred dollar bill because I didn't show up. Yeah, I pay that. It's your responsibility yeah. to make sure that you're healthy, to know what's going on with you. Right. So you can miss some to of that catastrophic like, cost. I have pain right here in my knee. I would say that it's a three to a five, right on this side. Can yeah. we get it looked at? Yeah, because you go in there like that, they're going to go, oh, and then know right where to look. Yeah. They know how much pain you're experiencing. They know exactly what's going on. Yeah. But you've got to be paying attention right. to your so own body. When I went to, to my responsible when I went to my new doctor five years ago, when I first started seeing this guy here in town, great doctor, I love this guy. I told him my knees hurt. I don't know why my knees hurt. My knees hurt and hurt. So says, okay, well, that's why your knees. He x-rayed my knees. I paid. It cost me money because the insurance wouldn't pay for it. Yeah, you know, eighty bucks a pop, right? Mm -hmm. And he then he said, "Hey, your knees look, uh, your knees are okay. Yeah. You're fat. Lose weight." Because he gave me what I wanted. He yeah. did exactly what I wanted. That's the kind of doctor I wanted. Yeah. Was he's going to say, "Well, if you want to be, if you want these X-rays, I'll take care of these X-rays." But I mean, I don't know if anything's going to be wrong, Bob. We can see if you need a scope or anything like that. Yeah. But he's like, "Your knees are fine. You need to lose weight. You're fat." Yeah. <laughs> so he's They're not designed. Exactly. They're not designed for three hundred and thirty pounds. They're exactly. designed for. 180, 200. Yeah, That's exactly. what your knees are designed for. You're exceeding the weight limit yes. of the of the fucking yes. of the equipment. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and but people, but that. That's a rare doctor, and bless it him, because that's what people need to fucking. They need honesty. Now I don't know how he delivered it to you, and he made. Well, he was much more tactful than that. But like, but. but the point is, like, you're not doing anybody any favors by doing knee and hip replacements on massively overweight people or like not when somebody comes in and they say there's something wrong like you know and you diagnose them as type 2 diabetic and then you, like wait a minute wait a minute why are you diabetic why you are weren't you diabetic? diabetic two years ago yeah you weren't diabetic 
Two it doesn't years? run your it doesn't run your family. Yeah. That's uh you you ate yourself into diabetes and you gotta eat yourself back out. Well, I ate myself into could, high blood pressure. You know, yeah, and there's nothing and it is what it is, right? You but now but you have to look at it and go like All right. I did that. And I know how to undo it. But lots of people don't even want to admit that they did oh, that. Yeah, or that exactly. it has anything to do with the food that they eat or the fucking the four or five liters of soda that they drink a day or the fucking the large pizza that they eat to themselves or anything else, right? Like it doesn't oh, have anything to do I with miss, any of that. I miss pizza so much. Oh, bro. <laughs> but like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. 80% of the medical procedures performed in the US, 80% are unnecessary medical procedures. 80%? Yeah. You wanna know why healthcare is so expensive? It's because we have a bunch of people in this country who are infantilized, emotionally and physically traumatized, and they don't have a good basis from which to build a sense of calm, conscious self-esteem. Yeah. Now, I'm now five, ten years ago, the way I would have said that was 80%. You know why? Because we have a bunch of fucking fat, lazy, fucking eating like dog shit, fucking stupid motherfuckers in this country. Now, you can look at it that way. And, and I guess that could be true. You're but if you're not if you're not looking below the surface, why is that though? Why do we have a bunch of overweight people who aren't they aren't that stupid, right? They're seemingly intelligent enough to work jobs and you know uh, be engineers and doctors and nurses and you know some of them work at McDonald's or you know Jacksons or whatever. But any, my point is that they're smart enough to understand garbage in, garbage out. Whatever you eat, that's what you're made of. You are what you well, eat is an old saying. Well, when you eat, let's let's look at this. Let's let's re let's restate that. You, you your body becomes what you eat. It's not garbage in. It's garbage stored. Yeah, garbage and in, a little garbage. Gar just a little shit out. Yeah, a little shit out. <laughs> Most of the shit gets stored exactly. in your body exactly. because your body uses all the garbage that you ate exactly. and turns it into cellular material. Right. I think most people know that. Okay. I think I yes. really I don't think that even people who want to fool themselves about what is or isn't healthy, I think most people know I shouldn't be treating myself right. this way. So, yes, you know, I told you yesterday, I, I told you earlier today, I felt like my seams were frayed and coming unraveled yesterday, yes. right? One of the things that made me feel that way is I've told people I know, outside of you, of course, that I've lost 20 pounds mm -hmm. eating a high-fat diet, drinking more water. Yeah. And sleeping as much as I can in the evening. Yeah. That's not always working, but I've lost 20 pounds and not exercising. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. At some point, I will have to exercise. But I'm kind of at a brick wall right now, but because I'm kind of teetering between 300 and 297. <sighs> but I'm wearing size 46 pants, which I have. I, put, I hung up last year because I got tired of trying to squeeze into them. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I'm in those 46s now yeah. from fifth 48 and 50s. Yeah. So... What happened is that somebody at work told me, well, you really should eat a vegan diet because, you know, you don't have to eat meat and blah, blah, blah. Nope. And I got nope. mad. Nope. I got mad because I'm like, wait a minute. 
I'm eating a high fat diet with bacon and sausage and eggs. I eat all the eggs I fucking want. Yeah. You know. And you're going to tell me that I'm not going to lose enough weight well, because I'm not just vegan. Somebody who doesn't understand or who wants to, they have an ideology. They're probably vegan. Well, the person, they want to further their. Well, they ideology. also talked about when they want to eat meat, they just go eat venison. <laughs> so well, it's delicious. It's delicious. But like. And realistically, if you wanted to lose as much weight as fast as possible, one of the best ways to do that is to eat a ketogenic diet, which is extremely high in fat, yeah. low to moderate protein, almost no carbohydrate, right? Yeah, well, veggie veggies, not potato well, veggies. No, I should no say rice no or pasta. simple carbohydrate right. or processed carbohydrate, only complex low glycemic index carbohydrate. How about right. that? That's more of an accurate Sorry. way to state it. Um, but that's a, uh, an excellent way to lose fat quickly. It's not, you know, you have to adjust a little bit to that diet. It's shit for two or three weeks, but it works great. Yeah. And it works great for your brain too. It makes you real, you get real sharp. I've actually felt more clear in my brain mm -hmm. since I've lost a little bit of weight. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was probably the worst day that I've felt. And maybe I was feeling guilty because my one of the things I love to eat are fish and chips, uh, and they serve fish and chips at work yesterday. <laughs> so. well, this is what you do. You can have fish and chips, bro. I know. You just got to learn how to make it for you. Right. You I, mean, I mean, it's yeah. You can take, like, get this right. If you get some nice fish, I'm gonna tell you a quick way to run down like a healthy fish and chips, and you're gonna love it. Um, Get whatever fillet you want to use, mm -hmm. you know, whatever white fish or cod or tilapia or whatever. Catfish. You, you I hate know. tilapia, catfish. Cat, you like catfish? Yeah. Catfish, right? Uh, get your fillets. Now, you've egg battered stuff before, yeah. right? So go get um, some almond flour. Okay. And egg batter. And if you want to make it more traditional, you can get a brown rice flour, which is a much lower glycemic index flour, but right. it still is, uh, you know, it gives grain. a binding to the yeah. to the fish. So take your fish and do the flour egg flour, right? And for the oil, get avocado oil. Yeah, that's because it's say. got a very high smoke point and it's very healthy. Put that bitch in the pan, get um, the lightest color of yam or sweet potato. There's something called a potato squash I've been looking for. Oh, really? Yeah, and it mashes up like a potato, but it's a squash. A lot of them that do after you cook them. We've been yeah. making mashed all kinds of squash at my house. Yeah. But like, just go get um, a, the lightest colored yam and just cut it up like you would french fries or chips or however you want to fry your potato. Yeah. And you fry it off in the avocado oil, you pull that and, and that shit, you know, it's gonna be legit. It's fried food, delicious fish. The only, it, but you're just changing the oil that you fry it in mm -hmm. and, and the stuff that you use to make the breading only slightly because your almond and maybe some brown rice flour. Right. Instead of I was gonna flour. suggest pork rinds ground up really, really fine. You do that. Because that's what I do. So instead of using, like, there's this soup called wed Italian wedding soup. Mm -hmm. And they have this sausage and turkey meat as an Ina Garden recipe. But you put cheese in it, grated uh, Romano cheese, 
and bread panko breadcrumbs in it. Mm-hmm. And you just roll them up a little, and you cook them. Yeah. So instead of using the breadcrumbs, we put pork rinds in them. Pork rinds. Yeah, there you go. So they bind it up. I bet yeah. that was delicious. Too. It is. They're really yeah. good. Yeah. But it's using a nice Italian. If you go to Winco, the black um, Italian sausage with the yellow label, mm-hmm. you might like it spicy. I can't eat spicy foods like that. Yeah. So you can use any kind of, but then put in some regular turkey sausage in with it. Mix it up with a couple eggs. Put the crumbs in. All the seasoning you want. If you want the cheese or the not, not the cheese. Mm-hmm. Roll them up, cook them for 30 minutes, fucking there. Sounds good. And then you put them in a soup or just yeah. th- cut them up, put them in a salad, throw them in a fucking I love, tomato I love, sauce. I love kale. Um, I love kale sausage soup. Kale One of my sausage. Favorite. Kale sausage soup is delicious. That sounds yummy. That's why I'll try that. She uh, Autumn made a, um, a cauliflower soup she found online, oh. hamburger cauliflower. Okay. It was hearty. I love yeah. crackers in my soup. Yeah. It was liquidy because she, you know, because it calls for you know beef broth and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I didn't feel like I wanted crackers in it because the cauliflower was cauliflower. crunchy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So yeah, yeah it was really good. It was tasty. She makes and then she made this. I can't really eat peppers a lot, but she made this chicken stuff with red peppers and uh, cream cheese because on this. Code red thing. I can eat cream cheese. I can yeah. eat cottage cheese. I can't eat regular cheese, but I can eat heavy whipping cream. So it gives you that, like, like high, if you like high fat, right? Cheeses. So if you like cheese yeah. on your eggs in the morning, mm-hmm. you put a dollop of sour cream on them with some some. Um, I eat shit loads of Greek yogurt, full mm-hmm. fat Greek yogurt. So I don't like Greek yogurt. It's just really? something about it I don't like. And too I don't. Zingy? Like I'm, too sour, I'm not a sour too? person. That's why I can't drink coffee without sugar. Sour in cream's it. pretty zingy. I guess sour cream is more sweet than Greek. Yogurt right. Exactly. Stuff. Exactly. But I put a dollop on my eggs in the morning instead uh-huh. of cheese with some salsa or pico de gallo. Yeah. So it gives you that bite and a little yeah, heat yeah. to it, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you not. Yeah, I don't miss the cheese because the sour cream gives that cheese consistent flavor sure. with the eggs. You it's delicious. That. You used uh, uh, nutritional yeast. Yes, that I actually actually that was that. we saw a recipe for chicken pizza crust. Yeah, cup of chicken ground up real fine, a teaspoon of the yeast that you just talked about, mm-hmm. oregano, parsley, basil, uh, and no cheese, and then you, with with egg. So one cup, one cup of chicken with one egg, and then she just mix it up, and then she put it on parchment paper because mm-hmm. it like would stick otherwise. It press it down real thin, yeah. and then you bake it for eight to ten minutes. Take it out, and then put a put a cream cheese on it. Right. Put tomato sauce on it if you want. Then any fresh veggies you want, and then cook it for another eight to ten minutes. I'll try that. That sounds delicious. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll, I'll uh, see if I can. I'll, cauliflower. I'll shoot you that video. They do make good cauliflower crust pizza too. Yes. You take cauliflower and you rice it, and then you press all the moisture out with cheesecloth and yeah. dry it. Yeah. You can make flour out of cauliflower. You can make it out of most complex carbohydrate yeah, exactly. foods. You yeah. can make a flour out of that way yeah. and um, make all sorts of like healthy fucking like super low glycemic index pizza crusts and breads and yeah. muffins and all yeah. kinds of I shit. I mean, I can, I'm, I'm living without soda pop, you know, 40 plus days without a soda, you know. So I'm oh. actually pretty proud of myself for going that, that soda for so long. Uh, it's, but it's not as hard as it used to be. It's now good. I just have to kick coffee. And sugar and coffee. Yeah. It's a thing where like everything has like a registered with your taste buds and yeah. your mind. Like you have to reorganize the palate. The whole palate changes. Yeah. You, and it takes time. That adjustment takes time. You know, even simple things like when you're eating less processed foods, like why does all this food just taste like meh? 
Well, it's because you're used to eating shitloads of like added glutamates and different types of sodium and all of these different engineered food products that yeah. are designed to make you want to well, eat Well, having what I ate yesterday for lunch, I actually found one I got heartburn, which I hadn't had a heartburn What'd in the have? last 60 days. The, the fish the, and the chips. The fish and the chips. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had heartburn, which I haven't had for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I felt just bloated. Yeah. Just bloated. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, I've had, in the last cycle, I had, I did eat a Whopper with fries. Didn't feel that bad mm -hmm. about it. I don't know if I just ate too much or, because I mean, I'm actually able to eat less, you know, and, and it is. Less and I'm, I, and I And I, I, w I am actually working on the intermittent fasting idea mm -hmm. of they don't want us to eat after six with code red. Well, I'm at work at six. Yeah. I get my first break around 11, 1130. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to work my way into having something light in the morning at 1130 mm -hmm. and then not eating after 730. There in the know. evening that works. and then bam i'm done i mean that's a long that's a long period yeah, dude, if you can and only like, have water if you can go like that 11 30 to 7 30 or even like even if you were like going like 11 to 8 you're still gonna hit that yeah you want to try and be in that like eight eating for only eight hours range yeah. but even if you're eating for say nine hours you're still pretty goddamn right. good. You're but it's every day though, right? That you're talking every about day. it every day. Every day. So, and, and Autumn was every like, and, and, and Autumn was like, are you doing it every day or is it every other day? And I'm like, no, it's every day. Every day. So, and I, and I, I'm bending, trying to bend myself to that. I'm, I'm, I'm a real breakfast person. I always have been a breakfast person. You know, you can, you don't have to do it every, I shouldn't say every day, every day. I, you will see the best and the most consistent results doing it every day. There are a lot of people who are like, oh, I do it, uh, you know, during the week when I'm working, but I don't do it on the weekends with my family, right? Or something okay. like that. Well, they do it five days a week, but then Saturday, Sunday, when they're home with the family, they don't do it. Right. Right. But you're still going to see, but like, you got to have whatever your, whatever it is for you, it needs yeah. to be consistent. You know what I mean? That way you're not fucking just, well, I'll yeah. do it tomorrow. Well, I'll do it. You know, you've got to have, well, I do it four days a week or no, I do it every day, but Sunday or whatever your fucking system is, just pick one and stick to it. Right. Right. I'm that, that's just like a, well, let's, let's make sure we have consistency so that it's not like, right. If you don't have consistency in, in your game plan, then you, you fucking fudge it. You know, yeah. everybody does. I do it. You know, it's just, if you're not, if you're not going up Tuesdays and Thursdays X, or whatever you know, or if it's like, oh, if you're not making that statement to yourself, then you're gonna you're gonna fudge it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're gonna be like, oh, it's eight. That coffee looks delicious. You know, or whatever. <laughs> I told my wife I was getting used to Starbucks coffee. She's like, no, because she hates Starbucks. Oh. And it tastes, it does taste burnt. Sometimes. Their Depends. coffee tastes if burnt. If their coffee is burnt, it tastes burnt. That's the thing. It's like I've had great coffee at Starbucks. I've had terrible coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> I've had great coffee at Moxie Java. I've had terrible coffee at Moxie Java. Generally, it's too sweet. I've, yeah, but all I'm saying is that, like it purely dependent on the barista is yeah. what I found. A bur burnt coffee is burnt coffee, not because it's from Starbucks or anywhere else. It's because they fucking pressed the shot and then the shot sat in the shot glass before it went into the milk. You should press a shot and immediately put it into the hot milk or press ah. the shot immediately, put it into the cool milk and start steaming it if that's how you're doing it. I prefer to preheat the milk. But if you let your shot, if, if your shot sits for 10 seconds, 
really they tell them 30 and that's why it ends up getting taste burnt. If your shot sits for 10 seconds, it's garbage, throw it away. Right. If that coffee sits in, and it normally- I, I've in, often in wondered if it was what the, like if that, that's what they does. wanted though. Too long. If they're letting it sit that long, I was wondering if that's what they really want is they want that, that's the, no, that Middle Eastern feel to the coffee to be bitter and have that bitter burn feel to it. Think so because I've had good Turkish coffee and like good Turkish coffee is not bitter or bur it's bitter in that it's very strong. But it's coffee, yeah. But it's not scorched and that's right. a different kind of bitter, right? right. It'd be bitter because of the tannic acid, all the tannins in the in the coffee, but it's not bitter because you scorched it. Okay. Um, and when you pour an espresso shot, it's got to go directly in the milk, otherwise. I, you know, I say fucking any more than eight, ten seconds and it's shot. But I always just put it immediately in the milk. Makes sense. That way it doesn't. Are you going to get an espresso right. machine here? So no. I can... <laughs> no, fuck no. I don't, I don't really drink I'm just coffee. teasing. I just I'm make coffee. Dude, I don't even drink coffees and I know all this, but just because I make coffee for my wife. Yeah. Like I like to make her coffees, you know. Um, I probably yeah. haven't done it, you know, a lot the last week or so, but normally I'll get up in the morning and make her a, a right. latte. Right. And um, if I'm going to do something, I like to know how yeah. to do it correctly. That makes sense. Makes sense. But um, anyway, we need to talk about coffee for the next hour. But yeah. Dude, if I, what I've been doing instead of coffee, I've been mixing like a strong, a real strong spiced chai and like cashew milk. So yeah. like cashew milk because it's real thick and creamy. Right. And uh, take the cashew milk and I'll add like turmeric, ginger, allspice, nutmeg, cinnamon, a little bit of vanilla, yeah. and some honey and some black tea and I'll heat it up super fucking hot and then I'll shake it in a jar till it gets super real frothy. That's the ticket, my friend. And on top of that, it's got all, it's, it's got fucking turmeric in it, which is a great anti-inflammatory. It's got ginger in it, which is excellent for your digestive tract and digestive health. Um, you can't go wrong. There's not. There's the only thing that you can sniff at that's in it is a, is the little bit of honey that I put in. And fuck it. I mean, I'm a pretty slender dude. I could do with some extra calories. Yeah. So you know, I'll put a little bit of honey in there. It's local organic honey that's unpasteurized, so it's still got all the goodies in it. But that's that's been my ticket. That's been like. I'm not a tea drinker. I don't like I just, the, I've been drinking. I don't it like the, the flavor of tea. I've been tea. drinking it in the. It doesn't taste like tea. No. It tastes totally different. It's very. It's really strong because I put a lot of like spices in it. Right. But it does not taste like drinking well, tea. Well, see the, the it irony. Of, like, that's the irony of me being Mormon. Is I always say people like, "Well, you drink you drink tea." I'm like, "No, I don't drink tea." Oh, because you're Mormon? No, because I hate it. No, because it tastes. Like it shit. tastes like shit. Yeah. To me, it tastes like tastes like crap. Yeah. This is more like a like a. Like if you've had like a chai tea, right? Like a, no, you never had a chai tea? Okay. Nope. So this is not like tea. It is tea, it uses black tea, but um, it's generally spiced with ginger, cardamom, um, and cinnamon, and some other spices, depending on the region. But um, it ends up being more of like, 
like a delicious, creamy, spicy Christmas evening drink. Oh, I, mean, okay. I can't describe it. It's not. It doesn't. It's not like you. If I gave it to you and said, "Here, have this delicious warm drink," you wouldn't be like, "Oh, is that a tea?" You'd be. You know what I mean? It's not like that. That's what you're saying. Um, okay. But they call it a tea because it's traditionally been called. A okay. Tea. Well, uh, when you're getting ready to make some some nights, just give me a call. I'll come over and try some with you. Probably won't like what I make. It's strong as dog shit. <laughs> For real, dude. I'll put like a fucking like a teaspoon of fucking turmeric in like ten. Oh, I'll like, be like you don't want like, two o'clock. They might be laying in bed going. No, it doesn't do like that. For real, like when I drink it, like all warm, and then I can feel like good, like increase of blood flow, good capillary action, and I just get. No major hard on, or no? But I ever <laughs> no, no. But I probably could. But I mean, it, you know. But not, and then just have like a real calm, smooth ease right. into sleep, and uh, it's probably psychological just from drinking something that I know is healthy, that's nice and warm. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe all the different healthy herbs and spices that I put in there maybe. are fucking helpful. But I like it. It tastes good, and it's good for you. So yeah, why not? Makes sense. Makes sense. But I'll mix one. I'll some, you know, if I'm not feeling overly rambunctious, then I'll mix them a little bit, you know, a little bit weaker or whatever. Normally, what I had been doing was just mixing up a thing that was yeah. like strong as shit, so I could just dump out two ounces and then just add in the stuff and heat it up and be done. Mix up like a jar of like concentrate, you know. Okay. Mix it up crazy strong to where you taste it like oh, it's disgusting, and then. You know, you dump off like a couple ounces and then put the rest in. That way I didn't have to mix it like every day. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. But um, I need to get some cardamom. What is that? It's a spice. Okay. It's just like a plant. Okay. Uh, kind of like cumin? Plant. It's like uh, like allspice. is like a okay. seed on a plant. Okay. Right. I never I never realized eating that I ate cumin. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you eat, you go to you go to a Mexican restaurant. You have yeah. this, and there's that flavor. Uh-huh. Didn't realize it was cumin uh-huh. until we wanted to find. So we were making street tacos, and it called for. We made this coleslaw that called for cumin. It was Bobby Flay's coleslaw, mm-hmm. and it was. It's actually it actually keto, uh-huh. no sugar, really fucking good. Yeah. And you cook your meat, put it on your taco shell, or put it in a salad. Or have it so a green salad with the coleslaw on top of it, yeah, with the meat and yeah. some ranch dressing. I like that. Oh, it's really fucking good. But I didn't realize what cumin was, and I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a cumin fan now, man. Mm. Put that shit on anything. Yeah, so now when we cook steak, garlic and cumin on the steak. Yeah. Now. It's fucking like yeah. Yeah, I like more. I've been more spicing the shit out of my food too. Yeah. Are you are you worried about sugar? Do you worry like if you like barbecue sauces and things like that? I don't worry about it in that regard. Um, I'm pretty goddamn active, and like I said, I haven't really been gaining much weight. So, like my, I the main reason I try to stay away from sugar is purely because of how it makes like my joints feel and how yeah. it makes me a little foggy in the head and, and that kind of stuff. G Hughes barbecue sauce. They sell it at Walmart. At Walmart. Uh-huh. G Hughes. Uh, it's barbecue. He has, he has original. He has hickory. He has spicy. Uh, has, I think a sweet and sour. And then he sells these marinades. Uh, lemon pepper, uh, orange, orange chicken, and uh, teriyaki. I get the orange and the teriyaki to cook my chicken in, uh, in a slow cooker. Mm. Oh, it's really good. It's really fucking good. So, what do they sweeten it with? I don't know. It's just it's sugar free. So, it's a little more expensive because it's sugar free. 
I would just be cautious that it's not some type of like I don't know. I'm very skeptical of non-nutritive sweeteners. That makes sense. Yeah. I a lot of them have been shown to like cause all <laughs> kind of different problems. <laughs> There's one of my favorite scenes. My favorite one of my favorite shows is Scrubs, and I'm trying to remember the name of the guy. The guy, his name, but he was on. Uh, was he on news radio? He was one of the main characters on news radio, mm-hmm. and he was on the show and he was playing a, a therapist helping a lady get through her grief, preparing to die, uh-huh. and. Dr. Cox and Dr. Dorian were trying, were griefing him really hard, trying to you know make him feel bad about himself, and they couldn't do it because he was well adjusted and happy. Yeah. And it showed him pouring fake. He goes, he's pouring sh- fake sugar in his coffee. He, he says, "Oh, you know this fake sugar causes cancer, but I just love it. I can't get enough of it." Yeah. Oh, I just love it. <laughs> I just love it. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. And that's what your that's what your the fake sugar thing makes me think of well, that. Well, there, yeah, and it, it's true. There, are a lot of non-nutritive sweeteners have been shown to you know, cause different types of tumor growth and, and but more importantly, they, 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 they can, they also contribute to inflammation in the body and whether or not they're causing cancer, but that's where cancer starts is with inflammation. Diarrhea. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, obviously not that great. I mean, if you've ever sucked down like a bunch of sweet and low, you know, you're going to blow ass. Uh, I don't, I don't eat those and I don't drink regular milk. I drink like, la- if I drink milk, I drink lactose free milk. Yeah. Cause otherwise, yeah. I generally have been trying to like basic, just try to avoid weird new stuff. Right. I've been trying to eat as much as I can, like what was available a thousand years ago. That makes sense. Now I always sometimes I eat a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? But when when I eat when I eat a cheeseburger, it's generally a, a deer burger. Something you make yourself. Yeah. You know, that type of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes go out to a restaurant and get something, you know, go out with my wife, go out to yeah. eat. I had some corned beef hash this morning. Oh. You know, I had some fucking... Uh, um, like the Sunrise and the Egg Factory here in town. Yeah, yeah. The biscuits and gravy. I'll occasionally go and get, you know, like some, some restaurant food, you know. But um, no, by and large, that's kind of the filter I've been trying to apply to what I eat is like... Could I have found that? Could I have tracked this down 500 years ago? You know? Like, <laughs> could I have made this happen? How, how deep would I have to dig to get this potato out? <laughs> well, not the potatoes. I honestly don't think potatoes are the big fucking shit fit that everyone makes them out to be. I just think that... I think you need to leave the skin on them. Well, you, oh yeah, because the skin is delicious. Yeah. But on top of that, when they're... And I don't know the exact way. I heard somebody talking about it, and I just haven't... But like some... There's something about how if you bake a potato and then you bake it again, like let it cool down and then bake it again, yeah, it does something to the starch to make it like significantly less immediately available. I will be doing that research. And you and it changes the glycemic index of the potato drastically. So when you say bake it, you mean bake it in the oven for 30 Whatever. minutes, you 60 minutes? You heat it and you cool it down. You want, to mic- you want to zap it in the microwave and cool it down. You want to fucking fry it once and then bake it once. The point, the point in what they were saying, and I'm sorry I don't remember it exactly. No, you're fine. Was that, um, that it was cooked once and cooled down and then cooked again. And that second cooking process did something to the starch to make it not nearly as readily available and change the glycemic index of the potato. Okay. To make it much 
lower on I'd the glycemic. Like it, yeah, like I'll I'll, I'll uh, Google that tonight. Yeah, I don't. Um, I miss potatoes. Yeah. I really miss potatoes. I mean, this is, well, this is why I told you when you're making the fries to go get um, a sweet potato, but like get a the lightest colored yeah. sweet potato you can, right? Because those ones, when I'll fry those up for like breakfast potatoes, right? With like some onions and a little bit of pepper and some bacon bits and some sausage and some fats in there and throw a couple eggs on top, right? Wonderful. And they're just barely sweet. Right. They're not sweet like fucking like sweet potato fries or like, you know, sweet potato. They're not sweet like that because that's fucking weird. I don't like it. You know, I don't like that sweet on my fried potato. I want it to, but the... You want it to be hearty. The just barely sweet is actually really nice in like a breakfast potato okay. situation. Well, um, I'll let you know about the, the potato squash how it turned out. Yeah. Because there, were lady, there was a lady on the Code Red who literally made mashed squash potato. And they looked just like real potatoes. And she said they were fantastic. Nicole did mashed cauliflower the other night and it was fucking great. That, that Pureed, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just you cook it, right? You steam it, or cook it. You boil it, dump all the water off, and then just mash the shit out of it like you would potatoes. Yeah. Add in, you know, add your butter in, add your fucking, you know, if you're eating butter, which you probably yeah, are, we are. I recommend eating um, like a grass-fed ghee yes. butter. That makes sense. Grass-fed organic ghee. Clarified or or a grass-fed, um, non-pasteurized, okay, butter. Uh, you know, a raw butter. Um, significant. The, the problem with pasteurizing dairy products is that you kill a lot of the natural enzymes and bacteria that are in well, the dairy product that would help you properly digest is that, them. Is that maybe some of the reason why that we've had such an increase in uh, lactose intolerance? It could be. Yeah. That and, and, and the combination of what we're feeding the cows. Because what you feed the cow informs what is in the milk. Yeah. You know? And so if you have a cow that's eating the diet that it was intended to, then you're going to have much healthier milk. Yeah. But when you take milk and you pasteurize it, you're killing off a well, bunch the problem of stuff is, that's in the milk that's going to help you digest it. The real problem is a cow will eat any goddamn thing. What? A cow will eat any goddamn thing. Have you ever seen the... the there's a documentary about cows in India. I saw watched well, some of it. They shouldn't. Yeah, but they will just walk through open market and... They just take things off. They take things off the counter, off the you know, and they just eat it. Yeah. Roots and things that they don't normally eat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look at mad cow disease. They're pressing cow meat into pellets and feeding cows cow. Well, yeah, you that's, know, that's that, what that, caused that yeah. cow disease comes from them. Eat, it actually comes from them consuming brain matter. Yeah, exactly. But I can't. I still can't give blood. Yeah. Because I lived in Europe from 1988 till 1994, and there's still no end in sight. If I had HIV or AIDS, I could give blood because there's something they can do to the blood to fix it. There's something they can do with this mad cow stuff. With your mad cow blood? Yeah, my mad cow blood. I don't snore at night, I moo. Right? (laughs) Anyway. Your mad cow blood by toxoplasmosis. Together we can rule the world! (laughs) What are we doing tonight, Brain? (laughs) Same thing we do every night, Mickey. Try to take over the world. And that's all I know of that. <laughs> well, 
This has been Jordan. This is Bob. This has been Shop Talks. Yeah, this has been Shop Talks. You guys uh, <laughs> have a good night. Hey, We're out of here. if you like it, share, yeah, comment, give us some feedback. Yeah. I'm trying to do better about how I'm getting this out. So Yeah, Shop Talks. Look it up. Yep. Follow it. Follow like it. Available on Apple. We're available on Google, on podcast uh, everywhere, and Spotify. And this is the main, the main uh, uh, um, broadcaster is Anchor. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us. Have a great night. We'll Bye-bye. talk to you next time.